Welcome everybody back to Velo Sound. It's our regular Sunday video or audio interview. And I must say, when I heard from the promoter of this guy that he is willing to do an interview with us, I nearly wet my pants. I'll give you a few names. Goat Snake, Wool, and now comes the most important one for me, Scream. So I'm very, very, very honored to have Pete Peter Stahl here on the show with us. Pete, thanks for joining. Oh, thank you for having me. Um, let me complete my resume for you. <laughs> There's a don't, couple, don't, I mean, because uh, then the hour is over. It's just I, I, we could mention the desert sessions, orchestra del cierto, des, des, orchestra del desierto, whatever. I've, I, there are loads of things that you have done, and it's amazing. Earthlings, I nearly yeah. had forgotten that one. So yeah, yeah man. I mean, I've been how do you feel um, when somebody calls you like a living legend? Well, I think that that term's definitely overused. I, I wish people would come up with uh, some different descriptions, but uh, I don't. I don't. I'm not comfortable with that kind of, uh, you know, name. Really, I, I'm. You know, um, I just, just happy people. Um, you know enjoy the bands that i'm a part of i'm a very very fortunate person yeah i mean there are probably literally hundreds of thousands of people who know at least one of your bands uh or one of the bands that you've been in um and let's cut straight to the chase because one of these is releasing or at the time when this is out have has released a new record just a few weeks ago, Scream, Scream yeah. is back. Um, I mean, like, I don't want to ask the obvious question, like, why did it take you so long? Because uh, um, mm -hmm. it's not the question of why did it take you so long, but maybe the question is more interestingly, what made you release a new record with a band? Well, um, thanks for asking. I mean, it's something we've been talking about, uh, me and my brother, and Skeeter, who goes by the name Enoch now, Enoch Thompson, and and Kent, our drummer, who, who um, you know, just recently passed away. Uh, we start, we were having these conversations for the last ten years, but we're all live kind of in different parts of the country. Just and one second, have, Peter. I think I have to unplug my earbuds because I don't hear anything at the moment. So just give me a second. Um, yeah, no problem. Yeah. It now says it's that it's recorded. It so that it, let's let's rephrase that, that question. Why did you start, yeah. or why did you release a new record with Scream? Um, well, I mean, this record was kind of we our last release was in 2011, but we still got together, you know, periodically over the years to play music and create and do shows occasionally. But everybody lives in different parts of the country, so it's it's kind of difficult. Um, we all work for a living, doing uh, different things, and 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 some of us have families to raise, and so it's just oh, you know, we're not like a active working band, but we are an active, you know, family of and of dudes that get together and play music. So, and then you know, I like a um, so we have been active playing music live a lot, but um, more so than recording, um, and then. Obviously, like the rest of the world, everything shut down for the pandemic, you know, and 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 which gave me and, and the rest of the guys opportunities at home in isolation with nothing to do. So we directed that energy to um, coming up with new music individually and then sending it to each other, um, never lacking for um, topics to write about with what we were living through and experiencing and going on around us with the with the pandemic and and with some of the unrest that developed out during that time as well and just all the things we we're going through and um and you know the politics of the day because that you know that's what i write about is is what we're living right now because this is our time and you know i'm history is full of dark times and and i'm not saying that the time that we're living through is any any more uh 
trouble than other times in history because it's not but this is our history that we're living so that's what i write about um and and, and also looking back on 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 you know as i have different perspectives on on things now than i did when i was younger so there's always stuff to write about but definitely all this downtime uh gave us an opportunity to to be creative which you know when you work every day nine you know everyone's got different hours or whatnot but it's hard to like find time to to read or, or or write or be creative so that was really the only good thing that for me that came out of the pandemic in, in that sense um so uh and then uh toward the you know toward the end of the pandemic you know we we, we i like i said we had talked to don at inner ear about doing another record i think we tried to schedule uh, maybe five six years ago a session and but something changed in my schedule and my brother's schedule we couldn't do it and then it got word from don that the studio was going to be closing down because the city was shutting it down um for like they, they wanted to like uh make some changes in the neighborhood they condemned that building uh, it was kind of strange because they, they wanted to turn that area into an arts district but for some reason, I don't know why uh, the, the knuckleheads there didn't want to use the studio as part of that plan. So he, he and he'd been there for a long time. It's where we recorded Fumble um, back in 1989. But um, so he uh, so he's like, well, we want to get in there before you close, because that's that's kind of. That studio, it was where we started uh, as a band. We did our first demo in his original studio location um, back in like 1980. And then we did our first album there. So we wanted to have an opportunity to get back in there before it, it closed. And so uh, that really kind of lit a fire in her ass to get it together. And so then, you know, we then um, during this process of writing this record and coming up with these songs, we, you know, I guess we're, thinking back a lot about you know our time starting it in your ear and 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 just our and and um kind of looking back and and then thinking about uh our band and and in in the context of, of DC music and so we wanted to write about our town kind of celebrate our community and create new music uh um to represent now and, and so the way we wanted to tell the story of is was through collaboration and, and inviting people from our town and musicians that we played with or people that we looked up to to see if they wanted to like be a part of this uh project so um which we were called dc special and so i started reaching out to different people and musicians to see if they wanted to get in the mix with us, you know? So um, that's what we did. And the, the the result of that will be released on November 10th, so. What strikes me about the new record about DC special, Sha La La. First of all, mm -hmm. I love the title. I think it's that, wonderful. That's, um, that, thank you. That, that, that's actually the title of the, the, the title track. Yeah. But the name of the record is, is DC, DC Special. Special but yeah. The, and, 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 that, and that song, that song's like kind of like the groove of the record. And it's like, it's a feel good song, kind of, you know, emoting some joy and, and, and looking back on, 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 on our, on our, on our time. And, our, and about our town, celebrating our, our our town that way. So, but then you know there is a lot of it, it, the the record kind of travels through a lot of different roads and 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 things, you know. So, um, that's the the content of the record speaks to the collaboration and of all of of this record, you know. And then what, what, of course, is striking is you've already said that you recorded again with Don Ciantara, uh, again in, in ear. It's again on Discord. There's a lot of folks and collaborations on the record with with people who have always been associated with Discord. And you've also already said, you know, it's like a reflection on your time. 
um, which Scream has always been like a mirror to its time. Um, yeah. Is this more a, okay, we're going full circle again, or is this more a, okay, times are so weird that we have to comment again? Is it more nostalgia or is it more, come on, folks, we have to say something? No, I mean, it's a, I think all our records have kind of a mix of songs and styles and, and, and um, feelings. So, no, like, a, you know, the, this is definitely uh, some of the songs are commenting on what's going on around us at this time, you know, and it's always been a part of the band to be conscious of our politics and, and our world within kind of being a band and, and, and it, that has, you know, um, you know, that's, that, that has fun playing music too. Um, so there, you know, there's songs like um, Last of the Soft, which is kind of an acoustic ballad that, that, that is, is a song about the, the pandemic or about, um, the George Floyd moments, mm. you know, where and and it, where there there was demonstrations in all the cities to the murder of him, um, and re, and then there's songs like the Flam, which kind of speak about the social media and how that's just changed our whole world just in such a short amount of time, and how you know, everybody's being manipulated by misinformation that's coming through their phones. And it's 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 changing political dynamics everywhere in the whole world. And and it's and it's you know it's there's a lot of good things about the internet, but we're obviously seeing a lot of bad uh, results from it too. Yeah. Um and and so I think all these things kind of set the tone of the record. There's a song called Hell Nah that is a fucking blast to play and a hell of a lot of fun and it's kind of like but it you know it's like the song is like a call and response song which is kind of something that's kind of maybe kind of typical to like dc music especially in go-go but you know it's kind of a song about hanging out in the corner with your buddies or, or sitting on the porch with your friends shooting the shit and talking about what's going on around you and kind of talking shit and but talking about what's happening around us you know whether it be the you know this record was done through the you know when we had um radicals on both sides fucking shit up we had we had uh you know a, a, an insurrection people that tried to like stop the democratic process in our country um and these are things that you have to have to speak to you know and sing about because it, it's happening around you so and with a song like Hell Now, we try to do that. We always try to like kind of say our piece, but kind of have fun at the same time. Um, mm -hmm. Things are so serious. I mean, like today, it's like I wake I, I had trouble sleeping or even waking up today thinking about what's going on in, in Israel and Gaza and West Bank. You know, there's, it, it, there's, <laughs> there's just so much tragedy happening to those people there on, on both sides and there's fucking just murder and genocide and um I, it's hard to like i can't i i i when i think about all the suffering that's going on right now over there to uh to the jewish people and the palestinians and um it, it's it's hard to like have a good day <laughs> you know so um and and you know all i can do is be thankful for like I'm going to do two interviews today. We're going to talk about DC special and this fucking craziness that's going on over there. And then our, our government comes out. Well, we stand by the, the people here, you know, like, well, what you stand by what they do to the Palestinians. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, so that's, I don't stand by that shit. Yeah. But you know, now also hit, it also hit really close to home to me watching the, I, there's I'm right now I'm out in Joshua Tree California area working on a project uh for the studio here and there's a festival going on in town called the Joshua Tree Music Festival it's really cool kind of world music festival bands from Africa maybe there's bands from Israel I don't I don't know the full lineup but 
it's a desert festival. And then you see what happened yesterday in Southern Israel where the, you know, people go into a show are massacred and, um, but it's, it's, it's a reaction to the massacres and the death that's been happening in Gaza for years yeah, yeah. and years. And it, it, it seems like that. I mean, I think people are just, there's a fatigue in talking about the, the Israel Palestine problem and the two state solution, but it seems like it's been put in the, you know, and, you know, through, I don't know. If, it's just not talked about that much. And as you know, it seems like Israel's, uh, you know, with settling lands and all that crazy. I just don't, I don't even, under, it's just so confusing to me, I'm, you know, but you can look at the map and you can see what's happening over there and it's fucked up. <laughs> yeah. You know, but so, yeah. So, you know, I think it's important for all of us to take a minute and try to understand what's happening. Mm -hmm. So through music, I'm lucky that I have a band that I can kind of like speak through and, or and, and bands that I can speak through and and um and uh you know I got something to say which that song new song on on still screaming I mean all the a lot of the lyrical content on still screaming you know it could just kind of mirror what's happening today so um strange you know, isn't that's, it there 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 is feel good songs on DC special but there's also songs that um reflect our, our thoughts on current events. <laughs> um, but then, you know, there's other ways there, the, the record also, uh, the other way we kind of created the, um, representing DC was by having the collaborators, all these different musicians like Joe Lolly, Mark Cisneros, Ryan Baker, Ian, Amanda Mackay, you know, uh, there's a lot of people and, and, and um, there's e people from um, that me and my brother and, and Skeeter and Kent looked up to as bands. And when we were first starting out playing, like this um, Martha Hall sings a song on the record and, and she's been in a couple of really important DC bands from the 70s. Uh, one band called The Deceits, another band called Slicky Boys. And she actually sings a song, Faces, that was a song that uh, my dad's band, because my dad managed bands in the mid sixties, played and released on a single. And the drummer in my dad's band happens to be, coincidentally, beautifully, her husband. And his name is Bob Berberick, and he's a great drummer, kind of a legend in DC. He played in this, my dad's band, The Hangman. And he was also played in Rosalind Mountain Boys. He also played in Grin with Niels Rofgren. Um, and he still, kicking ass as a drummer and his wife still kicking ass as a singer and i reached out to them told them about this plan what we were doing and and they were down with coming in and, and playing on it and help us tell the story that we wanted to, to tell and that's a perfect example of the essence of what that concept was was me and, and franz and enoch and kent playing with them and so and and so we kind of came together quickly it was like i said it was kind of at the tail end of the pandemic we had to like still kind of use follow protocols joey p our uh who was our old sound guy back in the day with and he, he was fugazi's sound guy him and his son came came down and helped kind of ma manage and kind of corral and it kind of turned into a big party but we had to like have the party outside you know and 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 uh people would come in and and record and collaborate and and there was some you know we were just kind of making up some stuff as we went along so it, that was fun so through that thread of like playing with people that inspired us and then also you know other songs with people that we play with now it, you know that's how we kind of told uh the story and and that's that uh process was is of of making that project was you know a product of the experience and um one of the songs board to life was a song that daryl jennifer from the bad brains wrote that and i wrote the lyrics for um and so we were trying to that was another huge band for our town 
And for us, they gave us our first shows in DC and we went up to CBGB's and played with them. And, you know, we did our first, one of our early demos at, at, um, at uh, 171A, which is where they did the Rorcus set. And they, they really, you know, give us a little lift to get started as a band. So I was, you know, to be able to sing a song that Daryl wrote is a huge honor. And, 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 you know, it, it helps tell the story. And then also, you know, besides the musicians from the 60s to now, you know, the uh, vinyl is pressed in our city. And furnace, furnace pressing is in Alexandria. The studio, like I said before, is where we started out. In fact, the, the you know, he's back. Now that they had to shut that studio down, he's back at his original place, which is in his basement. Which, and me and my brother grew up on that same street. So, um, you know, it, it, it's ground zero for us at studio from when we were little kids. Um, and, and then, you know, obviously the record label is, 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 is Discord and which represents our, has always been true to representing our city by putting out music and giving bands a, a, a place where they can be creative and, and, and get their music out from, from DC there, you know, in fact, there were times when I was talk when I would talk over the years, I would talk to Ian about, hey man, we got we got some new songs we're working on. We want to want to do a record. And he's like, you don't live in DC anymore, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and and then uh, and then uh, so and then also the artwork, which I don't know if you've seen any of the artwork, but uh, I, I kind of collaborated with this uh, this this uh, woman that uh, Allison. And a Fisher, who who runs an, um, a collection or oversees a collection of Globe Printing and Press, which was uh, um, a company that made the old posters for R&B posters and go-go posters and circus posters and stuff. that You've seen that style. It's like neon kind of block printing, yeah. old kind of. And so this college called MICA, I think it's the Maryland Institute College of Art, something like that. I, I, I shouldn't be butchering it like that, but just if you just Google Micah, it's in Baltimore, um, Maryland. It's part of the DMV. And and um, she helped me make a poster for the Kickstarter that we did to fund the record, to fund the recording, because we had to come up with the funds to make the record. And, um, and then we, uh, I had never really seen a, an album with using that style. So they were nice enough to, to kind of design, help lay out the uh, front cover and the back cover. Mm -hmm. And, and our, Jason, our friend, Jason Farrell, um, another musician from, from back home, he laid it out and, and, and put all the finishing touches and put everything together. It's a, it's a beautiful package and it's, it's homegrown made, you know? So everything from the artwork, the label, the studio, uh, the musicians, the vinyl, it's all DC. Which is also interesting that, you know, of course, this is a scene thing. You know, you've already mentioned a lot of the people that have been working with you and your brother and the others on, on this record. But at the same yeah. time, I feel as if it's, it speaks on a very, very, global level in a way because it's not only got some classic dc punk songs on it but i mean like you have a reggae track you have a ballad you have a lot of different stuff on there you have a few things which remind me a little bit of a uh, fadette kennedy's which is a totally different scene of course but cool would you say that this record is also like I, an amalgamum of your musical influences over the last 30 years? I, I mean, like Fumble came out, the last complete full length that Scream did came out 30 years ago. So is that yeah, well, action of your influence? I guess, yeah, I mean, like, I feel like we're a product of our town. And, you know, actually, like, I feel like we're like little tadpoles. <laughs> we're living in the water of the Potomac and we kind of came out. In, in the, in, into Arlington, Virginia, and Bailey's Crossroad, and formed this band, and then everything that, that that everything that we've our output, our creative output, is everything that we've digested, and being a band 
jumping in the band, playing shows all around the U.S. And when we first went out to California in the early 80s and then getting over into Europe and then, you know, seeing the world through through our through the through through the van window. And 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 so and then we that all kind of we become that we become part of that. And then that becomes our music. So, um, yeah. And, and um, that's one thing we wanted to tell in this in this record is is like is celebrating our history through through the music history that we experience in a way and so um I'm, you know dead kennedys is a band is really important to us and i didn't really i don't hear that so much but i'm glad that that you do and everyone's going to hear songs differently but jello was a you know when we were first starting out as a band one of the first shows we played you know we weren't we weren't readily accepted right when we first start out because we were kind of you know more jockey kind of kids from the suburbs and the dc scene the, the core of the scene was in a different part of town so there's just you know how that goes and and more, more than a different kind of culture you know a more uh uh you know it's just a, it's a it's kind of a culture clash even though it's in the same neighborhood same city you know and so it, I remember we played this show and we were kind of, we, we felt down because we didn't feel like the, you know, the other bands or other people liked us or, you know, we kind of, kind of feel that, but, in, and, and then he came up to me and gave me his number and, and said, Hey man, really like what your band, think you guys are great. You know, don't get discouraged. Can you send me your demo? And um, I didn't even really know who he was. So, uh, but that was cool because, you know, um, that he kind of gave us like a little confidence or gave me confidence that maybe we were doing something cool after all. But, and then, you know, we did shows with the Dead Kennedys later on and, and which was always a thrill because they, especially at that time, they, 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 you know, it was like going from playing a small show to playing to a thousand people. I even, there's a video that I'm working on with uh, Brendan Canty um, for DC Special. And I kind of reference something that Jello used to say when he would see, uh, we played show, we played with them in DC area. And uh, he would talk about the Washington Monument as the eternal Klansman. And I kind of reference that in the video so yes i guess we are we are definitely been inspired by the dead kennedys it's really interesting that you speak so clearly about guitar. it what and, where i mentioned that a little bit more is in the way that some and then also the, the other thing about that you know it's like you go ahead i just wanted to say one more thing also you know yeah with with with, with the with the uh, drummer from the Dead Kennedys being black, you know, Darren and, and 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 Enoch in our band, you know, there wasn't that many bands that had that were mixed ethnicity, you know. So we there was a kinship there that we felt, you know, in that sense too, because we used to get there, you know, it wasn't uncommon for us to be on stage and people would be yelling shit at us, you know, and yelling stuff at 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 Enoch, so. Which would ultimately kind of go into some sort of confrontation, but um, yeah, this is important. That's why you know, and on this tour that we're we're going on tour at the end of this month with Soulside, um, another great band from DC on Discord, and so we're really out there representing our, our, our town's music. That's for sure. But one, you know, in, in putting together the bands and getting bands to, you know, we have bands open up these shows. It's, it's, we're looking for good bands, but we're also another factor in our considerations. We're looking for bands with women in the band. We're look, we're look, we're looking for bands that are mixed ethnicities because we want to promote diversity within our scene, and it's what we're about. And so that's those are the kind of shows that we want to have. We we want it to be inclusive of of the community you know in in uh, in the, wherever we're playing 
So is providing a safe space in general something that is important for you? Um, well, that's, <laughs> I mean, I never thought of it like that, but we want to be inclusive and, and people come to our shows and feel comfortable and also be to feel comfortable so that they can express themselves mm -hmm. the way they want to, too, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And I think, you know, your bands, people that come see your band, they've taken in your music and they've taken in your words. So they want to kind of, they, they, it probably stirs emotions and feelings in them. And coming to a show gives them the opportunity to express those emotions, whether, you know, it, it can, and it can be emotions of anger too. Mm -hmm. um, you, we don't, you don't want violence at shows, but you want, you want shows to be intense. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I think there's no, it's kind of cool, especially if you're a young, uh, you know, we're old fuckers now, but, you know, going to shows when you're young and going to like some little fucking club somewhere, it can feel kind of dangerous. And that's 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 part of being young and and finding your way and, you know, trying trying out new things. And so that's kind of that, that kind of is part of it, you know, of of, of, of youth and, and, and growing up. Yeah, and also part of it is, of course, you know, as you said, going to shows, maybe going to small clubs, basement shows, whatever, and then seeing some band that you might have heard of or that you're not that familiar with. And one thing that Scream, I didn't know that until I did some research recently, um, you, re you were not only like playing a lot of different size shows, but you were also on very different labels. I mean, we've already mentioned it, You've released on Discord. You you know, screen your your first full length was the first full length ever to be released on Discord. And at the same time, you've also a few years later, if I read that correctly, you've released on a reggae label. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we're always pushing the envelope on things. I mean, one thing about being a punk band is you don't want to conform to the normal path and so we're always and and we we're always trying to do different things with our music and we kind of identify with some of the reggae bands it's something we always played that kind of music because we love that kind of music and being inspired by the by the by the reggae and ska that came out of the uk and also and, and then of course all the jamaican reggae that we learned about through our local scene and the bad brains of course um but we also wanted to be a working band and and which is something maybe a little bit different from and then a lot of the other bands in 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 dc that were maybe had that had other priorities and focus and but we want we we wanted to get out there and play and be working musicians and kind of almost make a try to make a living at it mm -hmm. so discord is not like discord's mission is to give bands a voice and show them and get them a place to get their music out. But as far as like the music business kind of, you know, a typical label kind of promotion and things like that, that's not really what they're about. That's not, you know, so Ian was always very supportive and like, you know, well, um, you should, if, you know, you should go check out other ways to get your music out too, because we can only do so much. Mm -hmm. So going to, that was, getting an opportunity to be on Ross was an honor for us. It didn't really work out in, in some ways. I think the guy that put the record out, once he put it out and saw that it really wasn't doing what he expected, he actually threw the fucking record away. And um, thankfully, um, there was an angel that was working there who called us and said, hey, they're throwing your master tapes away. Do you want them? And so... We said, yeah, and then, <laughs> of course, and we got our master tapes back, and then um, we ended up remixing it because we were never really happy with the outcome of that. It was a little, and it, it was a little overproduced. We and but we were part of that overproduction. <laughs> but um, you know, you learn from what you do. It's and, and each record's a document of a moment in time. But then we, we were able to remix that 
at Dave Grohl's studio in, out here in Cali, and Southern Lord put it out, and it's I, and we, Southern Lord did an amazing um, packaging on it. Um, if, if you ever get a chance to pick up that vinyl, I actually have a copy right here, and it has a little booklet in it that's like a replication of of the old. Um, like I have these books here that I write lyrics in like this. Mm -hmm. um, and it, they, they, and you know, I, I just like, will keep like uh, song lyrics or like phone numbers of the, you know, who I got to get in touch with for the show or whatever. And so that packaging for the re-release of no more censorship is, um, is uh, really cool. And, you know, um, and another record that still I feel like lyrically is speaks to what the fuck's happening right now. I mean, just last week we had Band Book Week here in the United States as kind of sponsored by library associations around the, the country because we're dealing with censorship here. They're banning books left and right in different states. So, you know, the thought police are out there, man. So. <laughs> I have two more There's questions before there. before we come to the last part of our interview. Uh, one is you've already mentioned Dave. How oh, yeah. difficult is it to get Mr. Workaholic and Mr. Nice Guy, which I know he is. I know he is. But how difficult is it to get him to quickly jump well, on board? I, and I, 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 we, I, I approached Dave being part of this project, just like I approached... The other musicians, I actually um, made like a book of all the lyrics and I sent it with a letter to everybody. And I sent one to Dave too, and just saying, you know, we'd really like you to be a part of this record if you can make time. And, you know, uh, he's so busy, don't really hear from him that often. And, I, you know, but I also sent this book to other people like like Big Tony from Trouble Phone, huge band in DC that we we love. And, you know, it was great just to have a conversation with him about music. He ultimately declined because he, he was something else was going on. But some people said yes. A lot of people responded positively and, and came down and was a part of the project. Coincidentally, it's uh, kind of out of the blue. Uh, I think Dave had some other event in, in D.C. that he had to attend. And he made time to be there and he ended up spending three or four days. You know, he still has as um at that time. Um, yeah, he still he still had uh he still has a home there. A family home is still in the area. And so um he he came and, and hung out and I think it I think he had a blast. We got him on one track. You know, we kind of wanted to do more, but he he didn't have, he, you know, he was only there for like a couple of days, but I think that it's good for him to come back to the, to the source at times, yeah. you know, and I think for, for all of us, because then we kind of have to like, then we're like reminded, like, wow, this is what we were, and but it's actually what we are. And so, you know, and that's what, um, that's basically what we want to say in our record. You know. Last question before we come to our infamous quickfire round here at the end. You have spoken about the importance of a certain punk ethos that was important to you. And I mean, like we have already mentioned it, you have been in, in loads of other bands, Earthlings, Goat Snake, Wool, mm -hmm. you were featured on some of the Desert Sessions. Uh, and I think I've probably forgotten a lot of them right now. But was that important mm -hmm. to you that you were writing, recording, performing with people that had a similar kind of liberal, uh, open-minded set of thinking? Um, I, it, 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 it's not... I mean, I've been involved with projects with people that that are not I'm not politically aligned with, and and that's okay too. But I don't know if I can actually be in a band with them that's that's you know constantly traveling together and 
and and um, I, I, I it it's I think it's cool to be able to create music with with different people on it, and I really enjoy that, and I like those challenges and of meeting in a certain place and and making music together. But as far as like when I'm on tour with my band and and like whether it be Earthlings or Goat Snake, I mean we're like we're fucking brothers and and sisters and 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 um that kind of family you might have different viewpoints in there as well but you kind of got to be kind of aligned so um but you know everybody's different i can't you know like some of the guys in scream over the years have been more conservative than than others you know uh but uh i think in general you know we kind of as far as a band goes, you kind of are attracted to each other through those commonalities and thinking. Mm-hmm. But it's not, it's not, it's not a, a rule or regulation that you have to like be that way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I hope I answered your question, but you did. It's, you did. Don't it's worry. Important. That was a good question. I know what I you mean. mean. I mean, like, I of think, course, I think, and I there think is a difference people, between conservative. I think, yeah, I think people want. I think. What's that? And there is, of course, always something that we here in, in Europe should also always remember. In America, there is a difference between conservative and right-wing. Well, yeah. Uh, never. It's really illuminated these days because you have, like, what, hap- what happened last week in Congress, uh, in, our, in, our, in our, you know, with the Speaker of the House getting basically kicked out by just a very small group of extreme uh, right-wing politicians. Um, and I mean, the our system is flawed greatly. Um, basically a two-party system, a lot of corporate control, money, lobby, lobbying. It's, you know, but the there's definitely a difference between conservatism and, and right-wing extremism and uh, you're seeing that really play out across the world right now yeah and with that in mind and i i don't know if you reflect on the interviews that you do so nicely but basically during this interview i was already thinking like okay there are two more topics for two new scream songs minimum so you know i want to <laughs> I guess you know what I want to say with that. You know, don't make us wait another 30 years for another full length. <laughs> But Pete, well, nobody well, leaves the Veil of Sound interviews without having to go for our infamous quickfire round. You will always okay. get two alternatives, like um, New York City versus Boston or deep dish pizza versus good pizza. <clears throat> Forget, forgive, me, <laughs> forgive me, Chicago. Um Uh, suicidal tendencies versus Rage Against the Machine. By the way, uh, still the first concert that I ever saw. <laughs> um, Rage Against the Machine was? Opening for Suicidal Tendencies. Wow, that's cool. That's more than Rage- 30 years ago. But nevertheless, so you always get two alternatives and you have to choose. And I'll make it easy for you for asking which kind of format do you prefer? CD or vinyl? I prefer vinyl, um, but I definitely pushed for CD uh, for this record, which Discord did not want to make because in there, uh, they don't sell CDs anymore. But for me and for us, it was important to have a CD be a part of DC Special. For one, um, There's actually 18 songs on the record, the whole project, but only 12 of them could fit on the vinyl. So the CD has the whole, whole, the whole project in one disc. Vinyl's so fucking expensive now, I can't afford it. Um, luckily, with the DC Special and with Discord, we can offer it at a, at a more reasonable price. Uh, I think it's going to be $20. You can buy it at discord.com for $20. Bucks. We'll have it on sale at our shows for 20. But with the CD, we'll be able to sell our record for, for $10. So I, I, it's great to be able to offer our, uh, that, you know, a low, a low cost item with our, with our record on. So it's important to me. And I still, 
I still have a CD player. I still have a cassette player. I have a 2006 Ford Ranger. It's got a cassette player. And actually, Southern Lord just put out Goat Snake's first demo on cassette. So I was really happy to just get that recently. And then, you know, I play CDs in there, too. So I, I, I have a much larger vinyl collection than I do a CD collection. Um, I went through that phase, too, when uh, of, of, there used to there was a time in 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 the in the 2000s when you could go to Amoeba Records and trade in your CDs for money. So I I did that when I needed money. So I lost a lot of my CDs through that. But I, I, you know, I started out as a kid, I, and I'm going to have to own up to this now. I hope my mom doesn't listen to this interview. Um, but I used to go in her pocketbook and, and steal like 75 cents, and I would go up to Giant Music, and you, I could bought my first singles. They were 69 cents and um, with my mom's money. She probably knew, but um, so, yeah, that, that vinyl holds a dear place in my heart plus i mean you know it's just so fun to open up vinyl and look at it and kind of you then when you do that you kind of get into the world of the band you know mm. and that that's why i was uh, was talking about this packaging that southern lord did for no more censorship re-release -re okay what's i mean the next you live one? in this whole baltimore dc area <laughs> and um I hope that I strike at least a little chord in you. If you had to choose a game by one of the baseball teams, would it be the Orioles or the Nationals? <laughs> Neither. I'm actually now a Dodger fan. Um, Ooh! I've been, well, I'm going to tell you why. I can easily explain this to people. Like They, they, they don't really understand. Um, I grew up as a Washington. I'm an old guy, right? I grew up as a Washington Senator fan. And... As a kid, I used to go see the Senators play at D.C. Stadium, RFK Stadium. It's still there. In fact, I just drove by it uh, last week because me and Enoch went down and we played a show for the mayor. It was a mayor's 38th annual art award show. And we got invited to play, which, which we were kind of really surprised. So we jumped at doing that. We went down there and played one of the, one of the songs acoustically. And... Um, and I drove by that RF, it's, I don't know what it's called, D.C. Stadium now, but I think they're going to tear it down. But I used to go see the Washington Senators there. I can still name the players on the teams from that, from some of the, you know, like 1968, 69, when I would go as a kid and I would listen to the Senators at night and going to sleep on my AM radio, put it underneath my pillow. So that stuff, like when we lost the Washington Senators, which is the Texas Rangers, I never forgave that guy that stole that team from us. So then we didn't have a baseball team for the for the whole time. And that's why the Washington Redskins are such a huge part of the DC area because there was no baseball team then. And then now they're now they're called the Washington Commanders, which is great, even though I, I kind of liked they were thinking of changing the name to the Washington Football Club, um, which I kind of like that better. But um me too. Uh, that's why, and and um, so when I came out here in L.A. in the early '90s, I I we ended up in North Hollywood and kind of um, first place I live is Los Feliz, which is like literally like two miles from Dodger Stadium. So um, I started following the Dodgers, and the, the Nationals still hadn't moved down from Montreal yet. So, I mean, I, I follow the Nationals a little bit, but I'm a, definitely a Dodger fan now. And because I got my team, the, the team was stolen from me as a little kid. So, and even when I was, I never could like get behind the Orioles, even though I would follow them a little bit. When, but when we lost our team, we lost our team. And then I just became a, a, a massive football fan through the, through the commanders and then also a basketball fan through the bullets um which are now called the wizards, the wizards yeah. and then but i'm more i'm more i'm more, which i'm more of a laker fan to be honest too so there you go now you now you know now you've made a lot of people i'm really angry. but anyway um <laughs> we have to cut your think, answers a well, little people, bit i think you know people, short answers i, I still i still um, I, you've, I you've still, played in you've played in goat snake with 
Greg Anderson. And um, of course, you know, uh, one thing that strikes me or that I want to ask is if you had to choose Burning Witch or Sun, which band would you rather listen to right now? Sun. Uh, yeah, I mean, one thing I like to do is I like to go hiking. And there's just a lot of great places around here. There's actually, quite incidentally, I'll send you a picture right behind my, I'm living in Landers, right behind my house is, a, is Goat Mountain. I don't know how that ha happened, but it's there. And I haven't successfully made it to the top yet, but I'm going to do that one day. But I like to hike and go on walks and listening to sun because it's just really expands your mind <laughs> and you can just get lost in thought and um so, so i i'm more familiar with sun than burning witch but so it, you asked me to pick between the two that would be my choice you've spoken about your love for for ska and for for reggae and for english bands so let me ask yeah, you this yeah. way. the the specials or madness specials so I, you know i gotta go do this other damn interview now <laughs> last one and that's your hard choice two albums by the dead kennedys fresh fruit or frankenchrist fresh fruit you know i mean i'm that's i mean i'm always more of a first album kind of guy even like that's totally get it when people when like why you why why is scream putting out a new record i mean why does they only want to listen to still screaming anyway but yeah no that that would be my choice there yeah i would also have chosen that one so pete thanks for your time thanks for the wonderful detailed answers i always like that when i don't have to ask too much um for oh, everybody okay. who well, has I, I, not I, yet listened to this new record by scream please do so if you like us leave us a comment or a subscription and pete for you chance for final last words oh <laughs> think try believe <laughs> Have fun. thank you very much enjoy the rest of your day